This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. So, are you ready for the word? Do you love the word? You know, I, I love the Bible more and more and more as I grow as a Christian. And I can honestly say, even the last six months, the word is so incredibly powerful. And I know that God is going to do something in this next 35 minutes if we allow him to. So could you just, I know we've just sat down, but could we just stand together and just pray? Because I would love to pray that God, the Holy Spirit would speak to us as individuals this morning. So um, if you want to, if you're comfortable, just reach your hand to heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, here we are. We are your church. We are your people. And you are our God. And we know that you want to speak to us. And what I pray right now, Father God, is that every ear would be open. Every heart would be receptive. I pray that we would be free of distractions, Lord God, that, Lord Jesus, that we would hear every single word that you have got to give to us. Father God, I pray that you would take this message and you would make it personal for every single person. God, I pray that no one would leave here without knowing how good and kind and wise and powerful you are, Lord Jesus. So have your way in every single one of us. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can sit down. Praise God. So I'm going to be speaking about a very famous Bible scripture this morning. Um, You probably have heard it before, but I read this scripture for the first time afresh a couple of months ago, and I believe I saw something that I've never seen before. So I believe that this might happen to you. Maybe not, because you might be really clever. But I saw this scripture in a way that I've never seen it before. I'm going to be speaking from Proverbs 4, verse 23. And this is what it says. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows out of it. Has anyone heard that scripture before? That above all else, we're to guard our hearts. All right, you've got to talk to me this morning. I reckon more of you have heard of that scripture. Has anyone heard of that scripture? Yes. All right. It's a command. It's a challenge. But before I get started, I want to just paint a little bit of a picture first, because the truth is we will only really guard something properly if we understand the value of it. We'll only guard something properly if we understand the value of it. And I want to show you that this morning at the beginning of this message, so that you have a hunger to guard properly what we have been entrusted to guard. And then to help me, I've brought a couple of images with me. So I would love the first image to go up of a picture that my daughter Alyssa drew in 2010. Here it is. Um, Here it is. Look, um, it was done by her in January 2010. So I was still pregnant with Sienna. And um, I have named this message, all the girl, uh, this um, picture, all the girls. Because here is me. And here is um, Mia, and here is Alyssa, and Alyssa was so excited about me giving birth to Sienna that she drew Sienna already in the world. So this was like the first kind of, you know, family portrait that Alyssa ever did, so I kept it. 
I put it in a little book and um, I keep it in a box in my cellar entitled Family Memories. So I love that picture. Do you think it's beautiful? Little artist. I know. Are you going to keep cheering me on the whole morning? You just got to be louder than he is, okay? (laughs) Praise God. Second image that I want to show you is of the Mona Lisa. Here is the Mona Lisa. And she is, um, she was painted in about 1500 by Leonardo da Vinci. And she is kept, not in a box in the cellar, but actually behind bulletproof glass in La Louvre in Paris. And she has a 24-hour guard watching over her. So here we do have two pieces of art, All the Girls by Elisa Haverkamp and The Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci. Now, the reason that Alyssa's picture, as beautiful as it is, is not kept behind bulletproof glass in La Rouvre, guarded by guards, is because her picture is not one worth $1 billion. And this picture is. See, we guard properly what is valuable. We guard properly what is valuable. When you go to a hotel room, when you go on holidays, and I hope that some of us will be going on nice summer holidays this year. When we get to our hotel room, we find the safe. And what do we put in the safe? Not our bra and knickers and socks, but our money and our passports and our jewelries because we put into the safe our valuables. When babies are first born, we hold them close. So that not too many hands who want to have a hold can have a grab. (laughs) And what about this nervous twitch that our generation has developed? Where's my handy? Where's my mobile phone? Where is my iPhone? (laughs) Like we literally have developed this nervous twitch because all of our contacts are in there. All of our details are in there. Our photos. It's not just our telephone. Our life is held within this device. And as soon as we find that bulge and we just see that little machine, we're like, all is well because our handy is where it's meant to be. We guard what is valuable. So what is valuable to you? Because the Bible is incredibly clear that neither the Mona Lisa or our mobile phone or even our newborn babies are the most valuable thing. The Bible tells us very clearly that our heart is our most valuable thing. How do I know that? Because the scripture tells me in Proverbs 4 verse 23 that we are to guard this above and more than anything else. And because you will only guard something properly if you know how valuable it is, let me tell you this morning, let me point out to you this morning that if your relationships are important to you, if your dreams are important to you, if your career is important to you, If your family is important to you, if your future is important to you, then you need to guard your heart because the Bible tells us that out of our heart, all of these other things flow. And the problem is that we treat our hearts like the piece of artwork that Alyssa did when we should be treating it like the Mona Lisa. 
It is so important that you understand if you love your wife, if you love your husband, if you love your children, if you love your friends, then you must guard your heart because God says that everything else flows out of this. Just imagine for a second if we would become the generation who not just had a nervous twitch when it comes to our handies, our mobile phones. Handy is the German word. (laughs) If we didn't just develop a a nervous twitch for our mobile phone, but if we developed a nervous twitch when it came to our heart. Imagine if we would check our heart the amount of times in a day that we check where our mobile phone is. I tell you, there will be less divorce. There will be less offense. There will be less disunity. There will be less rubbish coming out of your mouth. There will be less corruption if we would just check our heart a little bit more often. And what I saw recently in the scripture, I want to show you now. God has given us a command. Guard your heart. But he has also provided us with the guards to do it. So if you could just put that scripture on the screen for me, Proverbs 4, verses 20 to 27. And I would love, actually, if we might even read this together. And what I want you to um, see is that um, this word heart, in the original text, that word heart means mind. And that's going to be important because our mind is one of our gods. So Just read with me. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn my ear towards my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart or mind, okay? For they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Do you see that? So we've been given in the middle here this command above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. But it is sandwiched right in the middle of five guards. Our ear, our mind, our mouth, our eyes, and our feet. Five guards that we've been given to protect what is most precious. And the problem is that a lot of us, we actually don't realize that Our eyes, our mind, our mouth, and our feet, they are actually intended to be God's. And this is what I want you to get this morning. The Mona Lisa, she is safe and she is protected as long as the guards at her service are faithful and loyal to her. But the moment that one of those guards gets in trouble or gets kind of tempted with a, say, an art corruption ring or something, then her safety is no longer secure. And it is exactly the same with our hearts. And over the years, I've spoken to so many people. As a pastor now, pastoring people for 12 years, I have had so many heartbreaking conversations with people 
who say things like, I never intended to go down this road. That's not where I intended to land. Or I know that I shouldn't think this way, but I can't help myself. This is just how it is. You don't know what this person said to me. You don't know what this person did to me. Or I feel like I'm being torn apart. I know what's right, but I just seem to not be able to get there. It's mutiny. It's mutiny within oneself. It's those guards that are there on purpose, put there by God to protect what is most precious. And they have not remained loyal. Our hearts are our responsibility. And if our guards are not working together, then there is a hole in the line of protection. What I want to preach to you about today is loyal guards. Loyal guards. But I gave it a second title. So if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, you can write loyal guards backslash hold the line. And I added the second title quite simply because if you remember nothing else this morning, I want you to remember this line, hold the line. Because that is what you're going to have to preach to yourself. That is what you're going to have to tell your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your feet, your mind to hold the line. So you can start practice right now. I want you to tell five people around you, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line, hold the line. The best messages are the messages that you get to preach to yourself afterwards. Amen. One of my favorite movies is The Gladiator. I love a good romance, but I'm more of an action girl, if I'm quite honest. Karate Kid, Transformers, Gladiator are all on top of my list. But Gladiator is an amazing movie. And that's where this line, hold the line, comes from. So if you don't know, or let me jog your memory, here is Maximus and his soldiers, and they are riding to war to advance the kingdom of Rome, and they are going to come against barbarians. They are going to come against the enemy, and he says to them, hey, when we ride into battle, whatever you do, whatever happens, hold the line. Stay with me. Hold the line. Why? Why? Because when there is a united front, the enemy cannot get through. When there is a united front, there is a strength there. And although the enemy will come against, and although the enemy will try and get in and find a gap, if the soldiers would hold the line, if the guards would hold the line, the enemy has less chance of success. You see, as a church, as a church, we are called to advance the kingdom. And as a church, we need to hold the line. But we will only hold the line as as individuals. We learn to hold the line for ourselves. Make no mistake, we are at war. And the enemy would love to take you out. You know, the Bible says that the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Did you ever wonder why the workers are few? Because the God that I know is inclusive. He is not exclusive. But the enemy would love to take workers out of the field. And he will have his arrow aimed at your heart 100% of the time. So church, we need you. 
to learn how to protect what is most valuable so that you cannot be taken out of the harvest field. Because there are people in your destiny and there are people in your future and there are people in your family and there are people in your workplace and they need you. They need you to have protected what is most precious so they can see your life and go, oh my goodness, what is different about you? How come you're not responding like that? How come you're not offended? How come when you've got that report, you are still strong and faith-filled and positive? How come? And you can say it's because of Jesus. So you've got to hold the line in Jesus' name. (sighs) I hope you're receiving this this morning. So how can we walk out of here this morning equipped to hold the line? Equipped to keep our gods loyal so that what is most precious is protected. Let me just share a few things with you about gods. A few things about gods. Number one, gods are placed at the entrances and exits for good reason. Gods are placed at entrances and exits for good reason. Our ears and our eyes, they are God's place at the entrances to our soul. And if they are loyal, they will only let the good stuff in and they will keep the bad stuff out. Our ears, our ears have a big role to play when it comes to our faith. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I want to tell you this morning that our faith needs to be built by hearing the right things, by hearing the word of God. I listen constantly to messages. We are such an equipped generation. You know that little handy that we check for all the time? I pray that we would check it, not because our Instagrams are on there and we want to see how many likes we've got. I pray we look for our handy, our mobile phone more often so that we can go on podcasts and listen to the amazing preaching and teaching that we have a fingerprint away. The proverb scripture that we heard in the beginning, it says, my son, my son, listen to the, to the love in that. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Where is your ear turned? Because our society is incredibly loud. The television, social media, newspapers, magazines, they are all pulling for your ear. But the Bible says that we need to turn our ear to him, to his word, to his instruction. If you want your ear to be loyal, you need to be talking to your ear about where it is turned towards. We've got to train it to turn it towards the Word of God. Our eyes, our eyes, we're talking about things, our eyes and ears at entrances to our soul. Our eyes, Matthew 6, verse 22 to 23, says that the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. So what are you looking at? 
What are you looking at? And I'm not just talking about pornography. I am talking about pornography if I need to. And if you look at that, it will only fill yourself with darkness. But I'm actually talking about life. How do you look at life? Because sometimes what life dishes up can actually seem quite dark. When you look at life, and I've been doing life a little while now. I'm turning 36 this year. I can't believe it. Praise God. I'm officially no longer in youth after um, one month. Praise God. Anyway, all good. I think years look good on me. (laughs) Praise God. But life, life is not always easy. Life throws things that can appear to be dark. But I've actually formed a good habit in my life. I remind myself to pause and look up. I even have it written above my desk because as a pastor, sometimes I actually need to just pause and look up. And if you would just be disciplined to pause and look up and get God's perspective on what currently is, you will see that it is not actually as dark as it seems. And you will see that although this is a little bit dark right now, that there is light on the other side. Because any valley that we have as a Christian is a valley to walk through and not to camp out in, in Jesus' name. There is a light to be had if we would just pause and look up. Hmm. Our mind. Our mind is where our soul processes what we have allowed in. And it is a machine on mission, a powerful God, and it will go somewhere whether we give it direction or not. So our mind must be told to hold the line. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the New Testament is literally full of scripture about taking our thoughts captive. It is a powerful machine and we need to keep it in line. Our mouth. Our mouth is a guard placed at the exit of our soul. The Bible says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to know how you are on the inside... Have a little listen for a few hours of what comes out of here, and it will be a very good indicator. And you know what, church? We have to remind ourselves. I I have little reminders that I give myself. I hope you do too. But one of my reminders is this. Hey, Joanna. Hey, Joanna. Remember, you don't just honor God with what you say. You honor God with what you choose not to say. Let's keep the guard, our mouth in line. And our mouth is important because not only is it a guard, it is also a seed sower. And this guard needs to be kept loyal because this guard sows seeds into the future and into our destiny. And our mouth needs to be a friend to our destiny in Jesus' name. Our feet, oh, this is a good one. Our feet is the guard responsible for making sure that the other guards are set up to win. The proverb scripture says this, give careful thought to the path of your feet. Be steadfast in all your ways. 
You are going to be tempted to get off the road that you are meant to be on. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know what? If your feet are going to be loyal guards, they need to be set towards Jesus. And I love that that is what repentance actually means. It means I was going the wrong way. My feet, they were headed in the wrong direction. But I turn around and I set my feet and my gaze and my life, therefore, towards Jesus. And as I do that, I set all my other guards up to win. And this is how it works. If you're married and your feet start to take you to that incredibly good-looking work colleague that is not your wife or your husband. You need to tell your feet to hold the line and not take you there because then they will set up your eyes and your ears and your mind and your mouth to win in Jesus' name. And there is all kinds of other examples, but time is running. Praise God. We're only at point one. Are you still with me? (laughs) Number two, God's ensure a safe distance between what needs protecting and any possible threat. A loyal guard will not allow anyone or anything to get too close. Have a look at this fun YouTube video with me of the Queen's um, Royal Guards. It's actually hilarious, but very powerful. Hilarious, hey? Pretty extreme. I mean, it's only a child, right? But a loyal God, no matter how innocent something looks, a loyal God, no matter how innocent something looks, if there is a fence there, if there is a barrier there, and I pray there are fences and barriers in your life, a loyal God will say, get off the fence. Oh my goodness, imagine if we would get our minds to hold the line when that negative thinking comes and we would be like, get off the fence, come no further. Imagine if our ears would hold the line when all of that stuff would come, that gossip, and we would say, hey, come no further, this far and no further in Jesus' name. Imagine if we would flee the devil. That's what the Bible says, we're to flee temptation, not flirt with it. Imagine if we would be a generation who would have barriers, and our God would say, hold the line, get off the fence, come no further. (sighs) Don't play with fire. Don't see how close you can get before you get burnt. I've played that game, and you will get burnt. A loyal soldier, a loyal God will say, come no further, get off the fence. Number three. 
Guards are trained and have the weapons they need to do the job. Guards are trained and have the weapons they need to do the job. Guards are not helpless, and neither are you. But maybe your guards need a little bit of training. Maybe one of them, or two of them, or all of them will need a little bit of training. You know, our life, it is full of habits, good habits and bad habits. But we've got to train our guards to have good habits. Psychologists will say that the way to conquer a bad habit is with a new one. So I think I wonder if we just need to figure out what are the bad habits that we have and what do we need to do to train our guards to have a good one. Some of you in the room, you have the bad habit of talking yourself down. Some of you in the room have got the bad habit of seeing the the glass half full. Some of you have got the bad habit of worrying too much. Some of you have got the bad habit of speaking negatively about somebody. Some of you have got the bad habit of allowing your feet to take you into the wrong places. And I pray that you would allow the Holy Spirit to just put his finger on some things this morning. That you would have an open heart to hear his gentle, loving prompt. Hey, that is a bad habit. Let's just figure out what this good habit could be so that you can counteract this bad habit. Because that God of yours needs a little training. Because that heart of yours is incredibly precious. We need to train our guards. And we also need to pick up our weapon. The Bible is described as a two-edged sword, able to separate bone from marrow. Now, I am not a surgeon, but apparently that's pretty hard. And how foolish are we to not pick up that weapon and arm our guards daily? And this is not a message of condemnation. This is an invitation. This is an encouragement. But you know what? We can actually help ourselves do the right thing. Do you know one of my new habits is this, that this year? I have a Bible who lives in the toilet. It's a blessed Bible. But I just figured out that the toilet is the place that I go first every morning. <laughs> And so some mornings, I have time for one verse. And some mornings, I have time for a couple of verses. But whatever, I have picked up my sword and I have equipped my guards to do their way well. And honestly, church, it's not that hard. There are things that we can do to help ourselves. This guy thinks it's really funny. It's real-life Christianity, people. Real-life Christianity. Praise God. (laughs) We've got to understand the value of our heart. Everything else flows out of it, so we've got to protect it well. Pick up your weapon. Hold the line. Don't go into your day without God's Word. I'm going to get the band to come and just help me finish and... I really believe that God is going to speak to people this morning. I really believe that we're going to go equipped into our week, into our year, into the future of our lives. Having some wisdom 
that is going to protect our hearts so the enemy cannot get through. Number one, guards are placed at entrances and exits for good reason. Number two, guards ensure a safe distance between what needs protecting and any possible threat. Get off the fence. Number three, guards are trained and have weapons so they, weapons they need to do the job. Pick up the sword. Our eyes, our ears, our mind, our mouth, our feet. How are your guards doing? Are they loyal? Is your heart safe? It sounds challenging, I know. And it is challenging. And it requires incredible discipline. And it requires incredible resolve. But if you have a clear dream for the future, if you have something clear ahead and you understand the value of that, you will be able to do it. And you know what? It's about to get a bit easier. Because the thing is, we've got five guards, right? Are you still with me? We've got five guards. But we also have a captain of the guard. Every set of guards has a captain of the guard. And Jesus is our captain of the guard. And just as Maximus shouted down the line to his guards, to his soldiers, to his troops, to hold the line. There is something that Jesus, our captain of the guard, is shouting to the guards of our heart and our soul, to our eyes, to our mind, to our ears, to our feet. He is shouting something. So what is it? What is the command from the captain of the guard? In Mark 12, 30, verse 31, we read what is the greatest command. And it's about to get simple. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than this. Basically what he's shouting down the line, what he's saying to the guards of your soul is love me with all of you. Love me with your mind. Love me with your eyes. Love me with your ears. Love me with your mouth and love me with your feet. And love your neighbor with your eyes. Love your wife with your eyes by not looking at anybody else. Love your family with your mouth by speaking positive things. Love your future with your mouth by sowing good seed. Love your friends. Love this church with your feet by setting yourself up to win. The gospel is incredibly simple and incredibly profound. It's just eyes focused on Him. Mind set on things above. Feet towards Him. Mouth full of His praise and His thankfulness. And ears turned to hear His voice and to listen to His wisdom. Loyal guards, hold the line. Preach it to yourself. Hold the line. Hold the line. When your eyes start to wander, you tell them, hold the line. When your mouth starts to blabber, and it will, you tell that mouth of yours to hold the line. 
When your feet are tempted to wander and they will be tempted to wander, you tell your feet, hold the line. I have understood what is most valuable. I know that my heart is incredibly valuable and I will guard it as if I was guarding the Mona Lisa. And you guards, you better hold the line because my future and my destiny and the future of this church and the future of my children and the future of my grandchildren depend on me holding the line because out of the overflow of the heart flows everything else. So hold the line in Jesus' name. Can we stand to our feet this morning? Was that a help? Was that a blessing? Are you wiser? Amen. Just got to love Jesus with everything. I want to pray for some people this morning. I'm sure as you've listened, you were like, oh my gosh, my eyes, my mind, whatever has not been holding the line. And I would love if every eye was closed all over this room this morning. And if you know that your feet or whatever one of the gods has not been holding the line, you know. I want to tell you this morning that his mercies are new today. If you have allowed one of your gods to be unfaithful to your heart, you can make a decision today to call that God back into line. And I would love to pray for you. And I'm sure that there's people here and you know that your heart has been attacked. You know that one of the arrows of the enemy has gotten through. But you know what? There is healing available in this place this morning. And I know that the Holy Spirit is well able to come and well able to touch you right where you're at, right where whatever it is that you're struggling with and bring healing and bring help and bring wisdom and bring power. So I would love whatever it is. If God has spoken to you this morning and you would just allow me to pray for you, could you just raise your hand so I know who I can pray for this morning? Beautiful Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean all of us, hey? All of us. Jesus. Jesus. God, I thank you. You have given us this heart of ours to love you with everything. I thank you that you have given us something incredibly precious. And God, we understand today that all of our dreams and all of our future and all of our relationships, it flows out of here. And we want to guard it, but we need your help. And so I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would come and equip and guide and bring back into line what needs to be brought back into line. And we thank you for it. And we make a decision today. It is our heart. It is our responsibility by your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.